Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is the first Saturday of the month, September 4th, 2021. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve people who are targeted in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. Our serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce who serves as the Zoom moderator. Sister Helena Thompson serves as our Minister of Music. She carefully makes the recorded music selections for the worship service and plays them. Then I, Carolyn Cunningham, present the invocation, the invitation to giving the call to, and the call to worship. And today I will be singing the opening song. Sister Lydia Torregano will offer the altar prayer today. Our pastor, Reverend Millicent Black, will deliver the preach word. Final remarks and, a bened- and the benediction. Sister Greta Ayers will offer the invitation to discipleship. In your daily prayers, please pray for Refuge Forum Storm Church members, the Worldwide Church, our families and friends, TIs Worldwide, and advocacy and activist groups. We also ask you to continue to pray for Pastor Milson on the recent home going of her mother. And we pray for all of us who have lost loved ones recently. We pray that they be comforted by the Holy Spirit and the presence of Jesus. We also continue to pray for all victims of the coronavirus. We pray for victims of Haiti's recent earthquake. We pray for all victims of Hurricane Ida in the New Orleans, Louisiana area. Flooding in Tennessee, victims of Hurricane Ida, uh, also in New York. We pray for all the lives that were lost in Afghanistan.
thank you uh, for your attention. This is a, a friendly reminder to please mute your phone with star six if there is any background noise where you are. And I believe that more now than ever, as I listen to people around me, Christian and non-Christian alike, they are talking about the end of the world is coming. But for those of us who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, we can look up and say, the King is coming and he's coming for me. I give thanks and praise to God, my Father, for each of you who are with us today. I am so glad that you chose to come and spend some time this Saturday afternoon with us. Recording in progress. You all would not believe what I have been through this afternoon. Actually, starting yesterday, almost everything that I have has been hacked. But I'm sure that many of you experienced this very same frustration, and yet we keep going. And we can remind our perpetrators and the enemy of our soul that the king is coming and they will have to contend with him. Now, I don't take it lightly that you've chosen to be with us today and I never do. I wanna tell you that your presence with us, your decision to come and worship God Almighty instead of worshiping your problems, your sadness, your sorrow is important to me. It's important to you that we together can go boldly before the throne of grace. God has promised that there we will find grace and help for our time of need. I wanna say thank you to the ministry team for the part you play in these last hours, y'all. These are the final hours of history and God allows us to join him in presenting the good news of the gospel that the savior has come once and when he, left he went back to the father but he left for us the opportunity to gain an eternal life in heaven with he and the father to god be the glory our borders are expanding and we live all across these united states and a special welcome to those of you who have joined us in the last month we have some new people that have found out about the conference called church. We ask that you continue to spread the word and tell others who feel shut out from the four walled church due, due to this illegal and unethical and immoral program that wants to destroy a person's life. To God be the glory uh, uh, that as the borders expand, so are our services. We have our Bible study, our prayer team meetings, our next generation support group. And next Saturday night is our, our fellowship. So for those of you who are visiting us for the first time today, come next Saturday after church for church and then plan to stay after church service. And Minister Juanita Purdy will be hosting our church fellowship night. There you can meet some of the other people that belong to the church as well as have some fun, laughter. And she knows exactly how to give you both of those. 
Now we'll turn our, our attention to our scripture for this afternoon. A very familiar scripture has already been up in my hearing from other people, other people preaching. Even in this past week is from Matthew 25 verses 1 through 14. Now that's a pericope that's longer than I usually like to read, but all, ver all of these verses are needed today. I'm not going to expound from all of them, but in, um, in a condensed way, they will all be talked about. Then the kingdom of heaven would be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to the, meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come this afternoon, Lord, just with thanksgiving in our hearts. Father, we are determined to be grateful for you've done so very much for us. Lord, as we gather around your word this evening, you are the teacher. And I yield to your precious Holy Spirit. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to ready our hearts to receive the good word in the soil of our hearts. I pray, Father, that you would open up the eyes of our understanding, flood our inner being with light, Lord, so that we can grasp what the Spirit would say to the church. Lord, send us an individual message as well as collectively as we gather, oh God, in the name of Jesus to give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name, amen. And so as the words of the song from the Gaither group this evening, the title of the message is The King is Coming. It's almost like we just got the news and sometimes on, on television, I've seen the uh, neighbors go running from house to house knocking on the door, the king is coming, the king is coming. If it's in the evening, they're very good. But even if it's in the night, we all want to hear those words, the king is coming. We've all been taught to be prepared for a rainy day. You don't know when it's coming, but you can be sure that it will surely come. So the advice of mama and big mama and grandmama and anyone who loves you is to be ready. I'm not talking about a rainy day as in drops from the clouds in the sky that causes there to be moisture on the pavement and the grass and the street. 
but rather I'm talking about the rainy day when you lose your job through layoff or getting fired. A rainy day could be the day the car breaks down and the unexpected expenses are astronomical. Another example of a rainy day could be the unwanted news from the doctor that the tests were unfavorable and surgery with a long recovery is needed. A rainy day is the knock on the door and the sheriff's office bringing you a warrant for divorce when a separation might have fixed the problem. We never know when those unexpected financial drains will come to us. So the wise person should plan for it by saving. That's the rainy day that we hear of the most. Much has been said in the past about the parables that Christ used as tools for teaching the disciples. A parable is defined as an earthly truth with a spiritual value. Jesus often spoke in parables to the people, but gave the spiritual insight of the parable to the disciples when they were together in private. Parables are related to metaphors and analogies. However, each have their own differences from each other. As we turn our attention to the events of today, I'm challenged to look up. Jesus Christ is reported to have stated in red letters in the Bible. He said, then he said to them, nation will rise against nation. We hear that in the news, even this week, Afghanistan and the Taliban are still at war. There will be great earthquakes that might have been Haiti, famines, now, I want to share with you that in the United States in the year 2019, 34 million people lived in poverty, which included hunger. We used to have to go to the third world countries to find those kinds of statistics. But right here among us in these 52 states that make up the United States of America, 34 million people lived in poverty two years ago. And then he talked about pestilences. Cases of the plague have been confirmed in fleas and animals in Colorado just this year, just a few months ago, as well as in the death of a 10-year-old girl, according to the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. COVID-19 and its variant called Delta can be considered as a plague in itself. And then Jesus said, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Now, 20 years after George Orwell predicted mass mind control in his book entitled 1984, Ohio Representative Dennis Kucinich introduced the Space Preservation Act that predicted all kinds of havoc and mayhem that could be produced by the Department of Defense space-based weapons. Jesus went on to say, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. 
And according to the 2021 World Watch List annual report produced by the Open Doors, 13 Christians are killed in this world every day because of their faith. And lastly, this will be your opportunity to bear witness. Verse 28 ends this pericope by saying, now when these things began to take place, look up because your redemption is drawing near. If you find yourself at a loss for conversation when you meet someone new, you can call out any of these events that I have listed and use it for a conversation piece and then end it by saying, and according to the word of God, our redemption is drawing near. Do you know Jesus? Use it as an evangelist piece. Use it as a tool by which you can get someone's attention and ask them if you were to die today or if the king were to arrive today, would you be ready to go back with him? Based on the events of the Bible, and you can list Afghanistan and the Taliban or Haiti or the 34 million people that are, are starving in America as events that says when these things happen, look up for the king is coming. When I checked the internet, I found that Islamic news covered signs of the coming day of judgment more than any other religion. Y'all, it was quite concerning as page after page of news entries show the church of Islam were the ones looking for signs of the day of judgment. The ever looming threat of attacks from Russia, China and others are always in the air. There's unrest that can be found among blood relatives and murders are occurring in mass in some of the most unusual places movie theaters, libraries, and schools. And let's don't forget the murder that took place last May by the knee of a police officer on the neck of one George Floyd who was face down on the ground and there George Floyd met his death. We can't tell what season it is if you go by the temperature, and it is not unusual for sudden weather changes that are not expected. We've seen flowers bloom in the winter and other seasonal events show up in what seems to be out of place or at the wrong time. So the scriptures from Matthew 22 that I read earlier are used to introduce a series of parables that focused on the texts that were used by Jesus to address his second return. The message today deals with the parable of the 10 virgins. Five were described as wise and the other five unwise or foolish based on their state of preparation upon the arrival of the bridegroom. Under normal second circumstances, when one is involved in a wedding, either as the bride-to-be or the bridegroom, preparation takes place. The date is set, the church or the venue 
as it is called today, is secured, the wedding party is selected, the wedding guests are invited, and the most beautiful cake and refreshments are ordered. There is shopping for ju just the right dress for the bride, bridesmaids, and family members. By the wedding day, everyone's nerves are frazzled. The most calm, quiet spoken, and humble woman can turn into an unrecognizable monster if things begin to go wrong concerning the wedding plans. However, in our pericope, there is no specific description of what is expected of the bridesmaids, except that they are to be ready when the bridegroom comes. All 10 were given lamps and each woman had oil with instructions to wait there until the bridegroom arrived. Apparently there was no special date set. They just knew he was coming. There were no menus discussed, no special dresses, no special suits ordered, and there was not a special chapel noted in the instructions. Each woman was given the same warning, be ready. We aren't told if the bridesmaids ask any questions to clarify the date and time of the arrival. But we do know that the expectation was that they would be ready when the bridegroom arrived. The story goes on to tell us that the wise virgins took extra flask of oil. They were preparing for a long wait. If the arrival of the bridegroom was short, great they would still have enough oil plus some. However, if there was any delay, any expected, unexpected storm, an illness of a family member in today's society, there could have been a flat tire or running out of gas or the engine could have blown up, God forbid. The wise virgins would be ready for the unexpected. The foolish virgins, it is reported, only took the clothes on their back and the oil that was in the lamps. They did not anticipate any hiccup in the plans. They did not expect the bridegroom to prolong his coming. They thought surely we have everything we need for the wedding. So the parable says the time of the wedding parties march to the wedding took so long that all 10 of the virgins fell asleep. Then at midnight, the bridegroom came and the five foolish virgins were not only asleep, but their lamps had gone out. Do you know all the things that can happen at midnight? Midnight symbolizes the end of one day and the beginning of the next. Symbolically, it could mean the worst period of anyone's life. Jesus spoke of the arrival of the thief at midnight. Some people call it the witching hour. Paul and Silas won a victory at midnight by praying and singing hymns unto God. In the world that we live, the worst toothache or the most throbbing of any injury happens at midnight. That is, unless you're armed with the appropriate pain medication. The main theme of this pericope is preparedness, just in case you haven't been listening closely. The promise is that the bridegroom or the king is coming. Jesus promised in John 14 to come back again. The angel told the disciples on the day of his ascension that the same Jesus who had been taken into heaven would come in the same manner 
that he was seeing going into heaven. He just went up. So since we are the ones who remain, we are the examples of the virgins who should be busy keeping oil in our lamps. Last week, I shared about the, the failing of the olive. If the olive failed, Habakkuk said, if it did not produce any oil, if there was no priest that got anointed, if the king didn't get anointed, if there was no oil in the lamps at the temple because the oil crop had been destroyed, Habakkuk said, I'm still going to rejoice. He had enough oil in his lamp to make sure that it wasn't going to be empty just because someone didn't bring home the oil. He was busy putting oil in his own lamp, spending time in, with God himself, using his time alone for praying and seeking the face of God. Habakkuk was acting like a wise virgin. The wise virgins were busy making sure they had enough oil in their lamps. Oil in this parable has the meaning of the Holy Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is symbolized by both oil and the anointing. So for a Christian, we get oil in our lamps in several different ways. No, you can't go to the gas station and ask for a fill up. You don't need a gas card because this kind of oil is not for sale. You get this oil by dedication to the oil giver. See, going and getting an olive off the tree and smashing it till a drop of oil comes out won't do. God, the Father, and God's Son, Jesus Christ, are the givers of the oil that we need in our lamps to be ready when the King comes. If you're foolish, though, you will act in an unwise manner and not be prepared to meet Jesus when he comes. The half-hearted virgin will do as little as possible and hope that that's enough. So listen to what the half-hearted virgin might do. There will be little to no Bible study. If we are cleansed by the word, no cleansing will take place. The word says God sent God's word and healed us. So if you don't know that you can't lay claim on it, you know, if you didn't know it, when you get sick, all you would know is that I'm just sick and if I don't get healed, I don't know what to do. But if you've read the word, if you've seen in the scripture that God's word heals us, God sent his word to heal us, then you can lay claim to it. Father, you said in your word that you sent your word to heal us. God, the word says that by the stripes of Jesus had at Calvary, I'm healed. See the difference? When the apostle said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, blessed is the man that trusts in him. If you've never went to the word and took a bite from the leaves of the scripture, you wouldn't know that when you taste God, he's good. If we can't tell God what God has said or don't know what God has said, then we can't remind him that his word said this or this, and we can't lay claim to the promise. This leaves us at a disadvantage and 
We can't fight the devil with God's word if we don't know it. And yet the word says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this age and spiritual wickedness in high places. We wouldn't know where the fight was or how to go to the battle. The second thing we need to understand about those virgins who don't take time to prepare is crisis only prayer time is not real communion. That means they only bother to pray when a storm comes, when bad news is heard, when somebody didn't show up as promised. That's called crisis only praying. We miss the joy of falling in love with God when we only talk to him when there's a problem. But God is pleased to meet with his children. We need to remind ourselves that we can talk to God anytime. We can use the words of love with God our Father much like we do those that we love, our husbands, our significant others, our children. Honey, I love you. God, I praise you. Lord, there's no one like you. I bless your holy name. We miss the joy of falling in love with God when our only conversation with God is, Lord, please save my child. God, my loved one needs healing. Lord, help me. We miss the, the beauty of just being in his presence. Sometimes, y'all, we can just sit. Don't have to say one word. And all of a sudden, you'll begin to feel the warmth of his presence. You'll begin to smell the sweet fragrance of his arrival. And then the third thing that those unwise virgins would do is they play pop rock music and that does not usher us into the presence of the Lord nor does this type of music induce your spirit to be open to the presence of the Holy Spirit if you would have invited Jesus to if you wouldn't invite Jesus to go to the party the bar or some other place with you for fear that he would be offended to the music then I wouldn't go either. I would be careful what music I played when I wanted to invite God to stay around for a while. So then we can wholeheartedly prepare for Christ's return, even if you just don't do the things I've just said. Those, that's activity of the unwise virgins. But we could also take the Nicodemus route and first of all, accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Remember what he did? He went to Jesus at night. He asked him, Lord, what must I do to be saved? Most of us on the call have done this, I believe. But if there are any of you hearing this message who have not yet invited Jesus into your heart, you can join the ranks of the wise virgin today and just simply invite him in. 
There needs to be a sincere exchange of all that we are not for all that Jesus is and what he has done for us at Calvary. It truly was a finished work. This is the accepting the offer to become a lamp in which the Holy Spirit can reside. If the olive fail, the lamp that we become when the Holy Spirit comes will still be burning if you are a wise virgin. The second thing that a wise virgin would, would do is to begin to fill the lamp with oil. You have to go to the oil giver on a daily basis. Personal time with God is the best way to build up yourself in the most holy faith. Each week, an invitation to become a disciple or a follower of Jesus Christ is offered by Sister Greta. Some places we can go together. Other places you should go alone with the Savior. Have you ever thought of packing a picnic lunch, you know, like you might would have done with your husband or your boyfriend or your, your girlfriend for the fellas? How about packing a picnic lunch and going to your favorite spot in the park and sitting down and just saying, now, Lord, I invite you to join me right here. There's nothing like being in the park, in the, in the open where the grass is green and the trees are green and all of that represents the family of God and God is surely going to accept your invitation. And guess what happens while you're communing with the oil giver? Your lamp is getting filled. A love relationship is usually built between a man and a woman and the more time they spend together, the more in love they become. It's the same way with building a love relationship with God. The more you get to know him, the more you love him. And the more you begin to trust him. Now, Paul told Timothy that he could build himself up on his most holy faith by singing hymns, by singing songs and spiritual songs. So we have to decide or be selective in the music that we play when trying to build an atmosphere that will invite God into the room. I tell you what, I love some of those songs that I call a minister, Helena, was playing for us this evening because she's become our minister of worship. It's the worship music that brings us into the presence of God. It's the worship music that almost moves the, the roof off of the house and with that little crack in the, in the roof, that, those, that melody goes up to heaven and God begins to peep over and say, oh, I see Helena's inviting me down today. We don't have to pick up the telephone to invite God into our presence. We just need to begin those songs of love, those songs of Zion, those songs of worship and praise. And then comes God with the oil. Now, Ephesians 6 tells us to use all kinds of. In another place, Paul spells it out. Be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. He goes on to tell us that after we've done this, 
the God of peace will show up and mount God over our hearts and our minds. He's going to make sure that the oil that goes into our lamp stays right where he puts it. Nobody's going to be able to come. When trouble comes, the oil rises up. And the brightness from the oil allows God to see that something's going on in your life. And guess what? He begins to look down and see what's going on in your life. When you begin to feel sad because of the news that you just heard, the oil begins to rise and God begins to get, get to be noticed. And he notices that something's going on down there. Let me see what's happening. We don't have to be anxious when our lamps are full because the oil begins to signal to the father that the child is in trouble and we need to see you right away. So what happened to the virgins? The wise virgins were ready when the bridegroom came. That's what we're working on right now. We're here today in worship. We didn't come to meet one another today. We didn't come to talk about our problems with one another or how we even worked them out. Today, we came to focus on God Almighty, on the one who loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. Today, we came to make sure that those songs, we could hum them with the music or sing them with the music if you knew them, because we were busy working on our lamps. We brought our lamps today, and we expect to leave with some oil in our lamps. Their lamps were filled with oil to light the way to the feast. Their human flesh grew weary and waiting, and they fell asleep, just like the foolish virgins. But they were ready when it was time for the wedding. The foolish virgins not only failed to bring enough oil in case there was a rainy day, but the bridegroom arrived. And when they fell asleep, they learned that the bridegroom did not wait for them to get oil in their lamps. Not only did their lamps go out, but they were surprised at the appearance of the bridegroom and they were not allowed into the banquet at all. Where would you be if he came today? Now I'm proud to tell God that because we are here today as members and, and some visitors, a refuge from the storm church, we're here God to get our lamps filled. We're here because we're wise and we decided to act according to your word and to come to know you better. We decided, Father, because you're God and because we love you and you love us, we wanted to just allow some time to be together. We want to rub on you, God, and we want you to rub on us. We're busy trying to get oil in our lamps so that when the king arrives, when the man runs through the town saying the king is coming, we'll be ready. We can grab our lamps and no matter what time of the day or night it is, we'll have light to get us to the banquets and table. Thank you, Father, that as we wait on the king, God, we're getting our oils filled and waiting to hear the words from the angels. The trumpet I heard we're gonna, is going to be blown and then we'll hear the words. The king is coming. Praise God. The king is coming. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.